You ought to know. I'm Alan Clark. It's the 74th anniversary of D-Day this year, back on June the 6th. The day in 1944 on which the Allies in World War II launched landing operations at Normandy Beach on the coast of France to begin the operation that would eventually lead to the downfall of the Third Reich and the end of the war in Europe. Much has been written and said about this important day, so I can't pass up the chance either. I've always been intrigued by the what-ifs in life, what would have happened or not happened if such and such did not take place, or how would history be altered? For instance, what if General Dwight D. Eisenhower had decided to go ahead with the invasion on the original D-Day, June the 5th, instead of waiting another day for better weather? Would all have been lost in the attempt, probably minus the vital air cover denied by bad weather, or would the Allies have succeeded anyway? What if the military personnel correctly dubbed the greatest generation had failed to carry out the plan known as Operation Overlord due to circumstances beyond their control? What if Hitler had been the first to develop an atomic bomb and use it against this country, thus altering the outcome of the conflict? Such a scenario was imagined by novelist Philip K. Dick when he penned The Man in the High Castle, an alternative interpretation of history in which Germany and Japan were victorious in the war and extended their conquest to the American continent. Like many of his generation, my father was in the Army during this period and landed at Normandy on D-Day plus one, June the 7th. He was a part of General Courtney Hodges' first U.S. Army headquarters and often recounted war stories from his experiences to us. In his latter years, he may not have known what day or year it was, but he could always detail with accuracy his adventures in the big one, like being strafed by a Messerschmitt 262 jet aircraft, sleeping in Baron von Rothschild's bathtub in France, and getting a peep of the actual Operation Overlord orders the day before the event at First Army Headquarters. There is an iconic photo of Dad receiving a bronze star from General Hodges that has survived the years and is an important part of our family history. When we asked him what he did to receive the award, he would always respond with, Nothing. I was confused by that obvious cover-up until I received my own bronze star following Operation Desert Storm in the Persian Gulf War. Something like that is its own reward, not something you brag about on a daily basis. I didn't land at Normandy, obviously, and cannot speak to the horrors on a personal basis, but so much has been heard and seen from personal accounts of veterans, many of which are dying out now, and movie makers striving for accuracy, such as in Saving Private Ryan. With all that passes for crisis these days, the all-too-real crisis of the Normandy landings stand out in stark relief. Courage is a misunderstood word until you consider wading ashore off the ramp of a U.S. Coast Guard landing craft and immediately receiving direct fire from the enemy waiting for you on the beach ahead. This takes guts and determination and a love for your comrades and courage. So as the greatest generation succumbs to death's inevitability and the honor flights to Washington, D.C. get smaller and smaller in numbers, Please do not fail to admire and pay tribute to those men and women who played such an important role in giving us what we have today. It is fitting and proper to remember them each year as the planet makes another trip around the sun to June the 6th. And that's the way it ought to be.